Welcome to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to talk about the seer and the shepherd. I have a really interesting study, and I want to get back to our Hebrew root words for the words in your King James Bible for prophecy or prophesying. And then there's this one word that's connected in the King James Bible called the seer, S-E-E-R, the seer. And that is what ancient prophets in the Bible were called. Now, this was limited to about six different prophets in the Bible that, that this word is used in association with. They are Samuel, Gad, Hanina, Ido, Asaph, and He-Man. No, not the one you're thinking of, the one in the Bible. So uh, those were the, the seers listed in the Bible. And they are absolutely also referred to as prophets. And so I want to do a deep dive on these three Hebrew words associated with the seer and the seer anointing and how that applies to me and you in our lives today in a very practical way. Start our study with our foundation scripture in Habakkuk 2. One, And it says, I will stand my watch to see what he has to say to me. And the word there in Hebrew is the word for seer. It's connected to that scripture. So there's three Hebrew words that are tied to the word for seer. There are two that are very closely related. They are one is a root word and the other one is an expanded definition. So they kind of go together. So we could group these really into two words. But the first one is re'ah, and it means to see. In fact, we've done an entire podcast just on this word. And it basically means to see in a vision or to see in a dream or to see something literally. But you're able to see something that the Lord wants to show you through your eyes. Let me stop and plow right here that we serve a living God that communicates with us. And he typically supernaturally communicates with us through our five senses. Now he primarily communicates with us through the word of God. I want to stress that first. But God also through the Holy Spirit talks to us today, typically through our five senses. And that mainly is that we see and hear. And when you're in a dream, you also see and hear typically in a dream. So the ability to see, to re'ah, becomes very important. This is an entire word in Hebrew that becomes a concept. And so once you really wrap your head around basically seeing with spiritual eyes, it's a whole new world. It's like the song, you know, a whole new world. And so you're able to to have a deeper level of understanding. Now, the word that's used for seer often is a, as an expanded definition of re'ah, and it's ro'a, and it means specifically to see in a vision. Now, whether that's a, a vision where you're asleep or awake, some people say that a dream is when you're asleep and a vision is when you're awake, or maybe you're somewhat conscious. Um, I'm like Paul, you know, whether in my body, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I was just able to supernaturally see something. And I've shared the story multiple times about seeing the waitress with the dark cloud above her head. Now, I'm going to really break this down for you. I saw that in my imagination, but it was a thought that did not originate 
with me. And I want to stop and plow right here for a minute before we move to the next word. In my Bible study, we're on a journey about being a prophetic witness and about really paying attention when the Holy Spirit brings something to your attention to really key in and take a mental note to be uh, very present in the situation, free from distraction, to be a good witness. Uh, Of course, a witness we think of as sharing your faith, and that absolutely is one way to be a witness. But I'm talking about being really observant, to be a watchman on the wall, basically, to, to operate in the watchman anointing, just really observant and paying attention, especially to spiritual things, you know, really paying attention and being present when people are at the altar and and you're praying for about them or praying for them and really, you know, being connected with what's happening, free from distraction and In the moment, you know, this day and age, we are so easily distracted. There are so many distractions that you have to be um, intentional with focus at times. And so uh, to be able to really be a witness, to see. Now, something I'm going to sidebar here to really hone in on this. I was listening to uh, a movie director, and he was talking about, in this interview, about the importance of the position of the camera. And then I was listening to another person talk, and they were describing their dream, and they did something very interesting. They described how that in the dream, it's as if their vision or their eyes or the position of the camera, you know, for better understanding, meaning the position or vantage point of of what you're looking at shifted in this dream. You know, at one point it was as if it was in the center of the room in the ceiling and they were looking down able to see themselves in this dream and you know that and the dream went on. Well, they said then the camera angle shifted and it's as if the camera was their eyes. And they saw everything in first person or a better way to say that would be, you know, the camera started in third person and then it shifted to first person. And so being observant of details like that, that is really honing in uh, your ability to be a good witness, to really pay attention, to really be connected with what's happening. All right. So Ray Ah and Row A are the basic definitions connected to being a seer. Now, this was describing someone who was prophetic. We know Samuel was a prophet. In fact, Samuel did so many amazing things. Even when he was a little boy, he grew up in the temple with Eli, the priest, and uh, to tutor him and to raise him up in the temple. And it says that he slept uh, near the ark and that he would hear, you know, his first encounter really was hearing. He heard his name called, and he would get up, and he would go in there to Eli and say, Eli, did you call me? <laughs> and Eli said, no, no, go back to sleep. I didn't call you. And then he would start to go back to sleep, and he would hear his name again. And this went on until finally it says Saint, uh, Eli perceived that it was the Lord talking to Samuel. And so Samuel instructs him it must be the Lord. <laughs> and so, and then we see something amazing. Even as a little boy, Samuel responds with the Hebrew phrase, Hineni, which is, Here am I. We did a podcast on that. That's a fantastic study about really surrendering yourself to whatever the Lord has for you. It's such a, a beautiful study. So, we see that uh, one of the roles and functions of a prophet can be that of a seer. God can supernaturally show him things, and that is important 
today for the church. Now, there are obviously people who sit, like Samuel, in the office of a prophet. That's called a nebuah. We did a study on that. There's an entire podcast episode where we break that word down. That's someone in the office of a prophet, someone who's in a position of authority within the church that God uh, uses to speak to corporately the church. Now, there's a whole nother role of the prophetic, and that's one for you and I as a believer, where we generally give an edifying or encouraging word. And we'll dive into that in a minute and give you the scriptures to support that. But I want to work my way through these words first. And I really want to key in on this third word, because this word is so fascinating. And uh, it is Cose. Uh, it's spelled C-H-O-Z-E-H if you want to look that up in your biblical concordance. But it's a Hebrew word that's Kose. And this word, uh, this word means a beholder in a vision. It means a gazer. It means to look at. But it also means to partner with or to uh, to come into agreement or covenant with. Oh, my goodness. Well, that just takes on a whole new dimension. In fact, its root word means to look and to see with intelligence. It means not only are you able to see something like when Ezekiel saw the wheel within the wheel, but then you understand what it means or represents or what it's communicating to you from the Lord. My goodness, that is so important. And so I want to talk about these words, and I want to talk about their importance. Now, I do have a couple of scriptures to give us just to sort of set the foundation. So in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, it says, Follow after charity or love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. So prophecy is an important, very important gift that the Spirit wants to give us and use in our lives. And and we also see in verse 31, that's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 31, it says, For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and be comforted. So there's there's learning or discipleship that can come through that, and then there's learning. Now, what is one of the most basic functions of prophecy? That is to help you understand God's word. So simple. Uh, And everything prophetic should point right back to the scripture. Everything. Uh, Let me go back to those two two types of uh, prophets or prophecy. So there's the Nebuah, that who sits in the office of a prophet. And then that second one is for you and I. For, for those of us who are Christians, based on 1 Corinthians that we just read, 14, 1, and then verse 31, and that is to edify, exhort, and comfort. And those are where we give a word that is, uh, because we're not in a position of authority over another person, that's in the role of the leadership in the church, so you only want to give a a edification type of a word. You know, and I always say the most basic exercise is to get you a scripture, one that has really meant something to you or you've prayed about and feels like that's a scripture from the Lord. And then ask the Lord who to share that with. Maybe put a little, you know, gift card for, you know, a donut or coffee or something in there and just say, the Lord, I've been praying about who to give this to, and I really feel impressed that you are the person that I should give it to. Now, I'm not real big on going around saying God said 
Uh, I, I generally qualify it as I feel an impression, I have prayed, and I feel like, you know, that keeps you a little somewhat protected. If you can go back also and listen to the podcast on prophetic guidelines, I sort of parse all of that out with scripture. So let's talk about this seer anointing. That can be through dreams. That's one way. You know, I've, I've definitely not had a bunch, but I would say in my entire lifetime, maybe a you know, maybe a dozen spiritual dreams. So, um, you know, maybe every couple of years I'll have a really significant spiritual dream and I'm, I'm good about, you know, sometimes I'll have some that I'm not sure, but I'll write them down and there'll be times when, you know, maybe I have a couple of dreams in a year and then I'll maybe won't, and won't have one for a year. Um, I'm not, I don't have a lot of spiritual dreams, but now when I do have one, that I've written down a couple of the ones I've had, man, they've been doozies and they have come to pass and they have, they actually helped guide me through those situations because I had that dream to go back to and go, Oh my goodness, I see that now. (laughs) And, And it's amazing. God really can guide and lead us in those situations. Another way that we can be a seer is through visual images or impressions. Let me stop and plow right here for a minute. Now, maybe you get a mental picture of, uh, I'll give an example. There was someone one time who I was, I kind of had a red flag on them, wasn't real sure uh, what I think about them. You know, I've every other people seem to be quite taken with this person I'm thinking about. And and I wasn't so sure. I kind of had a check in my spirit. I mean, I hate to use church language, but that's just how I felt. I just had a red flag on them. And uh, I, it was just for a minute. It was in my imagination. I did not physically see it, but I had a visual image uh, that was a, a, like a darkness on that person. And I was like, okay, Lord, what am I seeing here? You know, this is my conversation in my stream of consciousness, you know, in my inside my mind, praying silently to the Lord inside my mind. What am I seeing here, Lord? And um, I, I felt like the Lord just impressed on me to be careful, to be watchful, to keep an eye out, you know, to flag that person. Okay. I was friendly to them. I didn't say a word to anybody. I think I just talked to my, my mentor at the time, you know, and that was it. I didn't run around telling people what I saw. I prayed about it. I prayed, you know, okay, Lord, just pray that you would handle this situation. You would bring it to the attention of those in charge. And I kind of waited out if I should say something to my leadership. And I was just going to give it some time. The situation ended up taking care of itself. The person left. It was no big deal. But that could have been a situation where God was speaking to people in the church. And I'm also a believer. We had a a little old man that I'll share this real quick. I'm flipping my papers here. We had a a pastor who had left and then the denomination, the presbyters, um, until we found a pastor had sent a retired pastor to come speak at our church, you know, maybe three or four Sundays while we were interviewing pastors and such. And there was a man that had come out of retirement, and I wish I knew his name, and he had to be in his late 80s. I mean, he was he was up there, but we loved him. We were like, can we keep him? <laughs> um, but one of the things he said is, you know, he said, if you see a problem, you can be rest assured that 10 other people see it. And you don't have to be the one that runs and, and tells everybody or, or whoever, you know, pray about that, weigh it out. Give it a little time. Sleep on it before you decide to go say something, even to leadership. He, he was like, you, you better believe 
other people see what you see. That was there was a lot of wisdom in that because I think uh, when I was younger, I was like, "Oh my goodness, you know, we got to do we got to do something about this." <laughs> and so, just calm down, pray about it, sleep on it, speak to a, an authority figure in your life, maybe bounce it off of them, and then if you feel led, don't run tell everybody, run tell your leadership. Maybe it's your, uh, you know, small group leader or your pastor. That that's probably the best way when you feel like you maybe have this flag on somebody or what else, you know, don't don't run off half cocked. Be judi- judicious with what you see. If too much is given, much is required. Be responsible with the gifts that the Lord gives you. Be a good steward of those gifts. Uh, show the Lord that you're, you can handle that with maturity. And so uh, that's one way. And then the last one here that connects to the word for seer and visions is like an open vision. Now, like Paul, there are people that have open visions. I, I maybe, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was a dream or a vision, but I definitely think I've had one or two of those in my lifetime, and they've been in wildly significant. And I know it was God, and it, and it really rocked my world. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, and I was really hesitant to share it with much of anybody, and I still don't share a lot of it with people because it was real personal to me and the Lord. Uh, There's a lot of great books out there that talk about these things and really go into them. And we may do some more detailed studies because this is the practical prophetic. If you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in how the prophetic can be used in your everyday life. And let me just stop and plow right here with the word for prophecy. I always go back to our first podcast on Naba. Prophecy just means inspired of the Holy Spirit. Future predictions and and thus saith the Lord and apocalyptic things, that's one tiny aspect of the prophetic. That is not the end-all be-all with the prophetic. The prophetic can just mean that you feel the love of God, the warmth of God come over you when you're in prayer and and you really need a touch from God, that can be prophetic. Prophetic can mean the Lord speaking to you in a dream or showing you something. And so prophetic can be so many things. I've told the story here too, where I was driving a certain way and I was going to take a little shortcut through the hills. We live in a hilly area. And I, it sounded audible to me. It might have been in my imagination. I'm really not sure, but it was not a thought that originated with me. It was in a male voice, and it was authoritative. And I, I, as I was getting in the turn lane, I just heard in my spirit or however it came, I heard, do not go that way. And my first response was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I knew to obey. It got my attention. It startled me. So, you know, that's that's how this works. That's how the prophetic works. And you can shut that off. You know, I believe that the Lord is, I've always been taught the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You can shut that off. Uh, You can uh, close that door in your life to not hear. I want to be very open to hear what the Lord has to say to me. I believe we have to develop the gifts in our lives. Uh, John 5, 19 and 20 says, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things 
that he himself does. Our pattern and copy is Jesus. Go to the Gospels. Jesus operated in the prophetic all the time. I'm thinking of the woman at the well. He prophetically knew things about her that no one had told him. Uh, You know, that's just how Jesus operated. He knew things before people ever told him. He must have either heard or seen from the Father ahead of time about whatever situation he was dealing with. He knew that the woman at the well had been married many times. And so he used that really uh, to prophetically speak into her life. And he, he gave her the example of living water and it ministered to her. And so that's our example. Another thing is for us to just pursue intimacy with the Lord. We have to know that the Bible says, my sheep know my voice and another voice So that means there is another voice, by the way. They will not follow. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. There's another voice out there. 1 Corinthians 13, 2 says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand mysteries, but I don't have love, then I am nothing. So we have to be mature with the gifts, just like we have to know when to share things, uh, when to, you know, I think in our culture, we think we have to do stuff. (laughs) We we all are very action-driven But sometimes the Lord is just showing you something so you can pray about it or so that you can just uh, just witness it. There are times when the Lord will will do things and just allow you to see things, especially if you understand being a watchman. And let me let me talk about that for just a minute. Let me turn back to this paper. Excuse my papers. Uh, Some of the things that the Lord does that I think are interesting with the prophetic, especially in this uh, vein of being a seer, is uh, he uses that for, uh, and I got this, I think it was from a Bill Johnson study, it's for insight, foresight, hindsight, and oversight. I like that. So the office of a seer, or maybe you're just a prophetic Christian seer, you're not really in any position of authority. It's really for just your personal edification or edification of those around you. You know, having insight can be valuable. You know, you you can help someone. I'm sure you've had people who are dealing with, you know, life situations and they turn to you for counsel. Well, just having insight to just really speak and maybe all you really know is the fruits of the Spirit. Well, God can give you insight on how to apply that to their situation. And that alone can be an, an edifying, encouraging, you can minister to them just with that. Uh, another one is foresight. You know, being able to discern, just like the Bereans, oh, we're living in, in amazing, crazy times. I was listening to uh, a historian and he was talking about how we were living in such interesting times that in some ways we had these uh, Victorian ideas that, uh, you know, if a woman is called honey or babe by a man, that is just outlandish, outlandish, it is intolerable. But yet uh, these people who are in, uh, in drag can go into children's libraries and, and inappropriately behave in front of children, and that's supposed to be okay. It's like it's this schizophrenic society where it's bipolar almost, like, wait, nothing makes sense. <laughs> and so having foresight to know where where things are going, the direction things are going, being able to, to know how to effectively pray or how to, uh, to you know, 
to apply the things you know and and to to know how to to see what all's going on around you. That's valuable. And I really like the hindsight one. You know, I've been through a situation uh, one time where I I don't want to go into it too deep, but we were in a church and some things happened in leadership and the church basically dissolved. We actually left about two years before that happened, but um, it, it basically dissolved. It's no longer a church. And, and after it was all over and I was so sad to hear after I had you know, been long gone that it was no longer a church, I really spent a lot of time in prayer of saying, okay, Lord, this, this breaks my heart, but teach me, Holy Spirit. Give me hindsight. Teach me. Help me to learn from this. Help me to know, you know should I ever be presented or, or someone comes to me who's in the midst of those kind of situations, give me the hindsight to know and to help and minister to others who are, you know, in those kind of situations. So that can be really valuable. Or maybe just in your life, hindsight in your life, when you've come through a storm season in your life, having that hindsight can be so valuable. And then letting the Holy Spirit guide you through that can be so valuable. And then oversight. Now, like I said, if you're not in the office of a prophet, you don't have oversight over other people, but you do have oversight on yourself and your family. And so you can definitely prophetically apply that. Now, I want to shift gears, and we've talked about these three Hebrew words, re'ah and ro'eh, which are connected, and then chose, and all of these are translated as a seer in your Bible. But there's one other place that re'ah shows up, and I just was blown away by this, and I have to connect these two. So at the very first verse, and I'm going to turn there in your 23rd Psalm, I love this. And we all know it. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, if you look up in the Bible, in the Hebrew there, where it says the Lord is my shepherd, it's also the word re'ah. (laughs) And that word re'ah, it's a variation of the same re'ah for seer. And this one means a shepherd, of course. But really what it's saying is that the shepherd really becomes the leader of the herd. He becomes the eyes for the sheep. And he is a leader who leads with vision. He's a visionary leader. And so I believe that when you step into the seer role in the prophetic, in your life, you will have visionary leadership. You will be able to shepherd yourself, number one, your family, and maybe some of the people God has surrounded you with who, you know, that you have influence in your life and you can encourage them. And and like Paul said, if you don't have love, just, you know, it's not a good thing. You've got to have love. And a shepherd loves his sheep. And we know that Jesus is the good shepherd. And so I wanted to just put this little final twist on the seer anointing that really at the core, even though God is showing you things and you're having vision and, you know, maybe you're even paying attention to, like I said, the camera angle of what God's showing you. Maybe you're seeing in your imagination. Maybe you're actually physically seeing something or maybe God's just like drawing your attention to something you naturally see. You know, I've had God do that to me before. He's told me, pay attention to this you know, particular person. And I've told this story before, too, where I just began to notice, like, there was just like a, 
I don't even know how to explain it. Just kind of a grimy, dirty quality about this person. I know they bathed. I know they were clean, but it was, I don't know if it was supernatural or natural. I really don't know, but the Lord really drew my attention to it. And uh, it, it, it proved out to be true over time that there was some bad problems, you know, with this person in leadership. And, you know, and I was just like, why, you know, why did the Lord show me that? I, just to pray, I guess, you know, I, I don't have all the answers as to why, but but it was it was something that the Lord allowed me to see. And so the Lord will allow you to see things uh, really to shepherd that in your life. You know, I believe that Samuel was a shepherd in a sense over Israel as they transitioned from a time of having judges to having a king. And so that was so valuable in the land. And so God allowed him supernatural sight. He was able to see things naturally, supernaturally, probably in dreams and then in in open visions. And so God used the eyes of Samuel to show things to his people. And I believe if God did it for Samuel, for the nation of Israel, he will do it for you, for you and your family. God can give you insight, oversight, hindsight, and foresight. I love that. So the seer and the shepherd is our message for today. And just remember that the Lord loves us. He bless, He wants to bless us. It says here, I just got to read it one more time. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And read that again. You know, go through the whole 23rd Psalm. Read it again. And, and keep in mind that that's also like Samuel, a seer, someone who has a vision, a visionary leader who's the eyes of the sheep. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.